0: Hello, welcome back to Dorm Double Features. I'm Robert and I'm Kyle and this week we're talking about Sizz and Kane. Um This week is a little special week because uh, we're not doing triple features for the time being because we decided to pick up a third movie um, besides just making Sizz and Kane. And next week will
1: also be a triple feature and then the week after that. Yep, so we're doing three straight triple features and then uh, we have no idea what we're going to do after that, but... We do not. We'll figure it out though. Yeah, we usually figure it out. Yeah. Um, so we did see a lot of films this week. Yep. We saw. Did we see? We saw Jackass. Uh, Jackass. Forever. Yeah, that was. That was very interesting to watch because you know we haven't seen. I haven't seen. I don't think I saw. I don't think I've seen every Jackass. I think I've seen. I I've probably seen most of them. If I'm gonna be honest, I think there's only like four. There's There's only four. four. I don't think there's. I think we've only seen one and two, maybe.
0: I just remember I used to watch them all when I was, like, really young. And then I stopped watching them. And then coming back into this, it was kind of, like, nice,
1: you know? Yeah, my parents, uh, they were like, no, you cannot watch Jackass. And then I watched them, like, when I was, like, 13 or 14. I'm like, these guys are absolutely nuts. And yeah. um, I remember you said uh, this You said this Jackass was more tame. Yeah,
0: I think it was. I don't think there was as much gross stuff. Yeah. As like, obviously they're still getting hurt but it's not stuff that it's like that is disgusting that someone would do that no yeah, you know because like some of the early stunts like in like the tv show and in like the earlier movies it's like why would anyone want to do that no
1: yeah i feel like um with with this one like i mean was it the bear scene that was insane that was insane like that was that was probably that was pretty that was not, like, something I would, like, if I participated in Jackass, like, I'd be like, hell no. I wouldn't do any of them. There's not one thing you could, there's not, a, like, a. you
0: would have to pay me a lot of money to do anything that they did in those movies. Well, I mean, Johnny Knoxville always gets hurt in some elaborate way, too. Yeah. Well, he had, like, major, like, brain damage from this, I think. Yeah. Like, he really, like, hurt.
1: Himself. Yeah, um, I think it was, was it Jackass 1 or 2 where he went up a hill, he's trying to do a backflip or something. Off a hill, and the bike, he let the bike go, and it hit him in the hit him in the nuts, oh, and he, I think he broke his I think he broke no. his penis. That's disgusting. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah, but we were talking about this. Is like uh, we feel like it's more tame because they're not they're like well known people now. You know, like they're nobody they
1: were nobodies they for brought, the most part, when. and then they brought like guys like uh, they brought Jasper from. He's, out of the creator. From, he's very, he, wasn't, he was an Odd Future, right? The rap group? Yeah. Yeah, so Jasper's what, kind of well-known around some music circles, so he's... Well, I think they're starting like a new generation of jackass
0: because there were like a lot of younger faces mm-hmm. I think they're trying to push it on, which, you know, I don't think, like, I don't love that. I mean, it's probably really good. They're probably going to make a lot of money from it, but like the jackass I know is like Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, you know?
1: Uh that's who I think of when I think of uh, there, I guess. Yeah. What's his name? We Man? We Man, Preston. Yeah. It's all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are
0: they're those dudes are nuts yeah. to do all that. Um we also watched You're Next. We watched
1: that last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think about it? What did I think about it? Um, I'm gonna be honest. The first couple minutes, first like when they were introducing this, I'm like, I can already tell I'm not gonna like this. But then when when shit started to hit the fan, yeah, because it definitely picks up. Like forty minutes in,
0: I would say it picks up, and then it doesn't really slow down after that.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I really liked some of the some of the kills. No, I think that there was definitely some really creative kills in that movie, um, better than a lot of stuff that I've seen of recent. Because like, you said you said it's normally like it's a hatchet or a machete, like that people. Well, that's kill. like like well, not always, but like I it's, feel like a lot of like slasher movies. It's like ah. Uh, just like machete hatchet. like because yeah, de- I mean, everybody's
1: seen Friday the 13th Chase before he's in his machete. Yeah,
0: but this was... Um, this was like... I think they tried a lot of creative stuff and it was really cool to see. Yeah. you know, I um, liked
1: it. Did you like it? Would you... How... Comparatively to other films of that genre, what would you... Would you say, like, it's better? Would well, you say it's above average? I, I mean, I gave it... I think I give it three and a half,
0: just because I like enjoyed it. I don't watch a lot of slasher movies. I only really watch like Friday the Thirteenth. No, yeah, that's like, but that's the classic. But know? that's like because that's because I grew up with Friday the Thirteenth, so it's like different.
1: Yeah, I know? remember I would turn on TV during around Halloween and you'd see yeah. and see Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, and uh, Nightmare on because, the Street. Because well, I don't really like horror movies that
0: much. I'm not a huge horror guy. They're really
1: like it's it's really with a lot of people it's hit or miss. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I would like I'll turn on Friday the Thirteenth just because it's like it's a good throwback, but you know like this, there's a lot of people that are just like I can't do it.
0: because we watched Freddy versus Jason recently. I, mean, <laughs> I had seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I think I, I think I fell asleep during. I did fall asleep during the last like thirty minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was still, I thought it was really good. I mean, it, I like that cheesy, campy, like horror movie stuff, and mm-hmm. Your Next really like gave me like gave me that. That I was looking for in something like that. I think if it had a higher budget, it'd be a lot better. But that's yeah, a million dollars. Like yeah, I mean, it's still impressive what they managed to do with the resources they had. Yeah,
1: not a lot. I mean, um, also watched the. We also watched this movie actually a couple hours ago. Uh, first or worst person in the world. Yeah, a Norwegian movie by I have no clue how to pronounce his name. I think it's Joaquin Trier something like that. Anyways, he the movie itself. I, I was thinking, uh, it's like it's so so, um, like just because I don't know, I didn't really like, I don't know what I didn't like about the movie. Too, if I'm gonna be honest, I just didn't like feel comfortable with it. I didn't click for you.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like the most accessible movie in the world, you know. No, but I mean, for me, that movie really clicked. Like, I really liked. The kind of world that it created yeah and i really enjoyed the journey that it takes you on and i am really cheering for it uh for best original screenplay at the oscars this year yeah um because i think it deserves it
1: it's a really depressing film
0: yeah I mean, you do it,
1: watch it. it 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 gets depressing towards the end
0: but at the same time i think it also is like it's like it it like mixes like being like like it being sad but also with like hopefulness for me at least Yeah. I come away after that movie and I'm like, yeah, that was sad. But at the same time, you know, it makes me like happy to think about like, you know, there's still so much I I
1: have I can do. I mean, yeah. I think I think like after watching it, it you said it fits into rom-com and like it reminded me, like it like I've seen like a lot of like, past experiences, like, from, my my friends and stuff of, like, that, of what happened in Mm storyline, and I'm just, like, this just feels like I'm reliving it, you know?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. But, yeah, I think um,
0: because the the girl, Renata, I don't know, I (laughs) I mean, she, I thought she was really good in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was the first Norwegian person to win, I think a best supporting, or not best supporting, best lead role at Cannes. I'm pretty sure. Um, But I thought she was great. Um, It's a great movie. I gave it four and a half.
1: I think I gave it, what did I give it? Three and a half. I mean, it was, I don't know. It just, to me, I'm not a big rom-com type of guy. Yeah. Even though I did really like Marry Me, but that's besides the point.
0: Yeah, because that was definitely my second favorite movie last year. You know, I love Dune too much. I thought it was just so. <laughs> yeah,
1: fun. I'm sure the Dune episode was gonna, is going to come out soon. Yeah, so be, I, guess, I mean, I want to see it again. Be on alert, Robert's going to Robert's going to give us his big analysis here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what did you think about Susan Kane?
1: I really liked it because a lot of the aspects, like in the movie, I was understanding. I'm like, like when they talked, I in the very open one of the opening scenes when they're going through like a timeline of his life yeah. like in the newsbrill and yeah. they mentioned this is what hit me first. It is they mentioned 1895, he gets the United States into war. And I'm thinking that's exactly William Randolph Hearst. And it was William Randolph first with the Spanish American War. Because I took it I obviously wrote for the newspaper in high school and I knew about yellow journalism, which is yellow you know, if you don't know yellow journalism is basically hyperbole and making Making things exaggerated, and that's what William Randall first was good at, and that's what Charles Kane, our main protagonist in this movie, is was good at. Yeah, because I didn't know like anything about like who
0: Hearst was. Like, I I didn't know a lot about like that history. So you were explaining it to me when we we're watching it, and we also got to see that a lot in the other two movies, RKO Two Eighty One and Mank. Yeah, and I think it's I think it was really cool to see. Do you think Susan Kane
1: is the greatest movie ever made? Would you put it up there? It's it's up there, but it's not the greatest. I don't I don't know what personally. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the you know what is revered to be the top. You know, there's always you know The Godfather. Mm-hmm. There's always. By the way, we're doing The Godfather next week, so yep. you'll get to hear our take on that. There's um wait what, what uh, Shawshank, Shawshank, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, I mean The Dark Knights should not. Parasite. Be there. Aursite, yeah. come and see um so when i i can't i can't give you a definitive answer on what the best movie ever is mm-hmm. but i know citizen Kane is not that movie was very i thought it was very good especially especially how like how the plot like especially some of the shots because you talked about it's more of a it's it's his it's historical like for and a reason for film
0: yeah because i think it did. I, I, like I'm not like an expert on this I'm not gonna act like I am I mean I, you know, I like, read like a little article about it like I think citizen Kane it's like super important to like filmmaking as like a medium mm-hmm. or something because like I mean you could see a lot of stuff in there like editing wise Where like if I was someone in the in 1941 saying that I probably would have been blown away like I can't believe it like there's the scene where it goes through like this the, the window on the
1: roof oh yeah, yeah I'm like seeing that in 1941 must have been like crazy mm-hmm. I will say this: Citizen Kane has some of the best set pieces I think I've seen in a while. Like that, like that, like it's supposed to be Hearst Castle, Zan's bow. Yeah, that is like an insane set piece.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things we talked about this when we started watching Mank was because Mank is in black and white, mm-hmm. and so Citizen Kane and RKO 281's not. not. Um, Citizen Kane, I feel like just looked better. Like I feel like Mank didn't. Like, visually, like, it wasn't as appealing as, like, I feel like Citizen Kane was. Because, like, some of the shots of Citizen Kane, I was like, that's really, really cool. But to me, Mank
1: didn't feel like anything, like, crazy. It kind of felt like just what you would expect. Yeah, I mean, I also, like, enjoyed... I know, and again, Citizen Kane is... This is from Mank, the other screenwriter. This is from his perspective. I didn't really enjoy his perspective. Mank? Yeah, I didn't really enjoy his... Like, I thought I know I know like there's a big some big problems or whatever between him and yeah. Orson, but like Mank didn't do a good job for, like talking about Orson and Orson Wells and Herman Mankiewicz's relationship. But I think that was like Well, I
0: think a lot of Mank was because it's based off a rumor that Mank wrote all of it for yeah. the most part. Which isn't true, I think. I don't know.
1: I mean, there's, a, and again, we're gonna get into some more yeah. rumors. Here. Yeah,
0: there's like, I mean, it's so, um, like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to see, like, this is what this movie's based on the rumors of this, whereas like RKO 281 is based on the rumors of this. You
1: know, it's it's just so like, do we really know? Yeah, we have, we have Citizen Kane in the middle. Yeah, Manx side, Orson I mean, Welles Orson side. side. It's, and it's really interesting to pull them to both together and try to piece together the story behind it. Cause yeah. there is a lot of like, especially you mentioned it with make, you said like there's a rumor maker wrote all of it. Yeah. And then, you know, I, they both were, it showed in both movies. They both were alcoholics back then. And, um, I feel like in all honesty, I really, I don't know why, but I liked RKO. Even though it was made for TV and made for TV movies usually have the stereotype of not being as good. I felt like it was better than Mank in a way.
0: Um, For me, I kind of gave them this. I I think I would give both like three stars. I think for me, Mank and RKO 281 like scratch the same itch for me, like in a different way. Like Mank obviously is a lot longer I think it's like an hour longer. Um, So, RKO 281 is more like energetic. I feel like it's because it's a lot quicker to get like to cover through the plots. But at the same time, Mank had a few of those moments. And when Mank really like dove, like pushed into those moments, I thought it was fantastic. And then it kind of started pulling back a little bit and would get slower and like drag on. Because we talked about this when we once we finished it. Like, the beginning of Mank is really, really quickly paced you know Mm -hmm. it it has like energy to it and you're like yeah i I really dig this like you really get sucked into it and then it it backs away from that and slows down a little too much i feel like yeah and if it kept that same energy i think it would be a lot better for me um but at the same time it, it did cover a lot of stuff that i think it needed to cover in a way that like if it if it was that quickly paced movie that super energetic movie i don't think it could cover a lot of the topics it did in the same effectiveness
1: yeah what did you think about the portrayal of marion davies william ran off her uh mistress per se in both movies i thought they were married no they're she was his mistress they oh. said that at the RKO. they never got married oh um but like did you like which no, portrayal I they did i i swear did they? i don't think I they don't did know. um i liked Amanda's
0: safe Seyfried I don't know how to pronounce her name yeah um she was um I know you're right they never did get married um I mean I like her Mamma Mia I, I mean I love Mamma Mia yeah, um, <laughs> so
1: um uh Mary Davis or, no, or no, no, no Amanda Seyfried yeah um, I was like I'm like which one did you like more like in what? I like
0: the Amanda Seyfrieds more yeah I think um one, I think she's a better actress. Yeah. Um, and two, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like her portrayal of it, to me, I, maybe it's because we saw it first. But when I think of Marion
1: Davies now, I think of Amanda Seyfried. as a lot of portrayal. Thing. Because Amanda Seyfried, like, they, she looks very close to Marion Davies. I don't know what Marion Davies looks like, so I'm just going to take your word on that. I mean, she does. There, you want to see a picture? I got you. Yeah, she she, she they're does, she <laughs> they're, they're like
0: <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that RKO 281s, obviously like a lot of these. I I feel like because it was like a Hallmarky movie, right? I looked at the budget; it was like twelve million, which is still like kind of big for
1: like a made for, a made TV, for TV. I yeah. think I could be wrong. I really don't know. I don't know like, a lot about made for TV movies. I feel like, and then the cast like. It had some good casting, you know, John Malkovich, Liv Schreiber. Yeah. Um, James Cromwell Le- playing Leaf Schreiber. Leaf sorry.
0: Um, playing Orson Welles. I don't know how big Leaf Schreiber was then, though. I think he was still kind of smart. Because I know he was in Day Trippers. I don't know if that was one of his earlier mm-hmm. roles. Um, but I think RKO 281 came out a little bit after. Uh, day trippers. Because day trippers, I think was maybe like ninety three, maybe eighty five. I don't know. I've never seen it. So. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I liked his take on Orson Welles. That's the thing. He doesn't look like Orson Welles at all.
1: Mm-hmm. No, nope. even when like
0: they did the, you yeah. remember the makeup scene? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he looked anything like Orson Welles. Um, I did like that scene though, where it showed like because like Citizen Kane is about like the dude's whole life, you know. Um it goes from like when he's really young all the way to like when he's dead mm-hmm. and they did that thing with the makeup scene in RKO 281 where it showed him having the different makeup for each age mm-hmm. um i thought that was like a local cool sequence um
1: did you think RKO was really
0: overdramatized some of it yeah yeah like like some of it i'm like
1: wow that is really this is really hallmarky <laughs> i mean um- I guess that the scene where they wanted to lower the camera, is that is that, that's not really a spoiler. Or is that a spoiler? I don't think so. No. So yeah. there was a scene in RKO where Orson Welles supposedly wanted the camera lower on this scene in Citizen Kane. And he had someone get a jackhammer yeah. and cut a hole in the floor of where yeah. the of the set and I just is that I uh, I guess we never looked that up. We never really looked we never fact should Could be that. true. It could be true, but I mean, it doesn't like seem true. But
0: who knows? Maybe it is. That's the thing. I really like the scenes in arcade Two Eighty One where they are, uh, like filming Susan mm-hmm. Kane. Like, those were my favorite scenes of that movie because they just like had a really fun energy to them. It didn't take it like too seriously in those mm-hmm. moments.
1: Um, one of it was the, really cool to see. One of the funnier scenes was when they were like having the shot because the shot says it can, where they're coming towards Susan Alexander on the fireplace. Yeah. And one of the funnier scenes in RKO is when they crashed and they they like, the guy like it almost like uh, like the contraption crashed and like the guys fell off and they were hurt. And he's like, "All right, pick it up and do it again." Yeah, he's like, "One more take, <laughs> one more take," and then. Um, yeah, what was it? The fifty-six takes of one line. Yeah, he
0: kept taking. Like he kept like
1: shooting a bunch
0: of takes. Or I mean. I mean, I believe it, because,
1: um, I mean, this was Orson Welles' first movie. Like, he really didn't know what he no, was doing. Yeah, he was, he, um, they, like, made that very clear in RKO, like, yeah, yeah, this is my first movie. Like, he had no clue what he was doing. Um, and so, in that sense,
0: like, I could believe a lot of the stuff he did, like, in that's portrayed in RKO 281. Like, some of the stuff, I'm like, I mean, I don't see why not. Like, I could see his train of thought there.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. So, obviously, William Randolph Hearst did not approve of the movie for multiple reasons. I mean, that's a man's private life he exposed, um, with the word "rosebud," and we're going to be kind of careful here. But um, "rosebud" is a. Really I don't even Randall. know how we talk about. it. I don't it. know how I we're going to talk this, about like, this. Pete,
0: like not like basically. Just if you want to know more, look up what uh, look up William what Rosebud. Hurst, why like what? was referred to when William Hurst would say Rosebud
1: but it's funny because he, they found that they, it's like we like read it at first because mm-hmm. I was like what does Rosebud mean like let me look it up yeah and I looked it up and I'm like there's no way that's not true so then when not we go on didn't we go on to make and they mentioned it mentioned in and, they Mank. Mention it in and, and then, then they, they mentioned, they mentioned it in again. RKO, RKO. like clearly in RKO what the circumstances was and I thought that was like, because we were like, there's no way this can be true. I mean, I want to believe it because I think it's funny. I think it's funny too because Orson Welles, I mean, seriously, like, I don't know. Do you think Welles had a personal vendetta making this movie against for Hearst or did he just do it in spite of Hearst?
0: Well, I don't know because there's the part in RKO 281, I don't know how true it is. He's talking about all the ideas for movies he wants to make about, like, people. He's like, uh, we could do one on. I don't remember, but he was like talking about like different people he would want to make movies about, and then they decided on like he's like I got an idea or something like that. I don't remember too well for that one. Um, but I mean, he might have. Had a, I mean, I'm not Orson Welles. I would love to. I would love to sit down and talk to Orson Welles and be like, how much of this, how much of uh, RKO 281, and how much of Mank is true? Well,
1: he never got to see RKO. Well, I mean, I guess if we showed him that. Yeah, would... if we could like.
0: If I could travel back in time, pick up Orson Welles, bring him back, and have him sit down and watch those, I would want to
1: know how much of those movies are accurate. I feel like uh, that's, that's, that's interesting because I feel like he would probably dis- dis- dislike Mank's, the Mank movie. The movie about Mank, probably. It I seemed- don't know. I, I feel like
0: Mank wasn't really like that likable. Like, he was like very like charismatic
1: in that movie, but it's also like, I don't know like, how much I like Mank. No, but, like, what I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, man, he'd be like, oh, like, because, like, they, at the end of Mank, they were like, yeah, they didn't speak again, like, after yeah. a certain point. And, I mean, RKO, he could, that's told from his perspective, he might like that. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm also, one big thing I'm confused about is why Hurst never, I mean, Never sued him. We did find out later in RKO 281 that he was 150 million dollars in debt at the time of the release of Citizen Kane, right? Something like that, yeah. And that in today's money would be like two billion. Two billion dollars.
0: But then again, also how true is that? You know, that could just be like a dramatic. But it could be. I mean,
1: I mean, it could if he be. never sued, I think that is true that he was in debt
0: big time. Maybe or not 2.5 billion, because maybe I don't actually know. Who knows? That's yeah. a lot of money, though.
1: That is a lot of money. Um, but why did he not, I mean, this guy owned like how many, I mean, he controlled the entire United States press. Yeah. Why did he, I mean, he never ran a review or an ad for citizen Kane. They mentioned that. Yeah. But why did this newspaper mogul who had ran for president, he had ran for governor, he had done all these different things. Yeah. But he, he didn't sue. I, I mean, and you pointed out, you said, if he sues, it's true. about. I mean, not necessarily. Like, I guess defamation is a thing. But,
0: like, when I think of, like, if someone were if, – if I made a movie about someone, right, mm-hmm. and it wasn't – like, f- like, it's based on them, but I, I don't, like, say that it is them, right? And then someone sues on that, it makes it look like yeah, what happened in that is true because, yeah. you know, people might not be able to make that connection. But I guess they talked about, like, if the people at the time would know, I guess, like – yeah. That that is about Hearst?
1: I think like going back to Citizen Kane. I think Citizen Kane like portrayed Hurst in probably pretty good light. Like not uh, no not hang on. Rewind that. They portrayed him very well. Like in a way because a lot of the stuff that was happening in the film is very accurate to what happened in real life. Like
0: well because like the thing with um Citizen Kane for me with it right was um I don't know how to word this. Uh, like, it's like that going from, like, I don't know how to word this. Like, innocence to, like, corruptedness, almost. Like, with the more power that he got, the more shitty he was portrayed, almost.
1: Yeah, because if you... Th- that That's that's very true. Because if you think about it, he, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to buy this. And I'm going to buy this. And I'm just going to keep buying stuff. Yeah. And the statues and, like, he... Um, And that was shown in RKO 281. anyone. The um, statue, like, there's a scene where she's like, do you really need all this? But Like, do you, you don't know the difference between wants and needs. Yeah. And, like, when they were going through at the end of Citizen Kane and, like, his, his um, what you call it, like when they were, like, uh, going through statues and stuff and, like, all the artifacts. I mean, there was stuff in crates that hadn't been opened. Yeah. So... Obviously, Hearst had this thirst for owning a lot of things like a lot of statues. I mean the dude just wanted to pretty much own a lot and I mean, there was a lot of uh there's a lot of talk around Hollywood about at that time about how controversial the film is, yeah, and what that what this could do to Hearst, I would say,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that. Citizen Kane for me was like more entertaining yes yeah. I think that it was really good that we watched uh Ci Kane first obviously mm-hmm. I think like you kind of have to especially like to fully appreciate Mank and RKO 281 because I mean they're about the makings of citizen Kane so it's good to see what they were making and the struggles they went through to produce what ultimately becomes citizen Kane mm-hmm. and being able to see like this is what these characters were envisioning i mean it's, it's cool to see so we're gonna start to get into spoilers here i think um so if you haven't seen these movies now's the time to go watch them um and come back and
1: you know yeah i know what we think about them. yeah um so the ending is citizen kane yeah he he's his life is falling apart because susan's leaving him yeah he is throwing stuff he's smashing stuff yeah and he get picks up a snow globe right mm-hmm. and then he, he walks to his bed and he drops it and the last word he says ironically is rosebud
0: yeah and then that was the thing um because then it moves into um them at the castle like those reporters right they're like they're they're there and everything's being packed up right and Mm -hmm. they're like did you figure out what uh rosebud meant he's like no
1: probably Mm something
0: yeah like there's like we have no clue and then it goes to um the staff like throwing stuff in the furnace and obviously the one thing was the sled that said rosebud on it um and that was like the sled that he had before he was taken before he taken from, from Colorado. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's almost like symbolic of like, you know, that like with him, I don't know how to word this, but like, it reminds me of like, a, like it, he's gone through this journey and now it's like being burned. Right. So it's like, it will not continue anymore. Like that sled continued on existing until he died. And with him, that goes away in the same way that like his
1: childhood goes away. Yep. Um, I just like after finding out what rosebud meant. Yeah. It's like nice. <laughs> like, I think it's just like a funny. Like, it's like it's funny. It's nothing like serious.
0: No. Um, I, like obviously I think it's just in there because it's like funny to like Orson Welles. Orson
1: Welles like that's like a but um it's
0: like I think it became important to like the plot itself. Like it doesn't really matter what rosebud stands for. As the word, like what it actually means, but like what it stands for in like the mm-hmm. use of it, like in the movie, if that makes sense.
1: So Mank, um, Mank ends up at the end. Mank and Orson end up winning an Oscar mm-hmm. for was the best original sc- uh,
0: yeah. screenplay, uh, original screenplay I think, or something like that.
1: Yeah, and Um, I mean, I think <laughs> we both knew that they won. They both won the Oscar for that. Yeah. but I think. What was kind of sad was neither of them were there to pick up the award yeah because they didn't want to be seen yet. or says i why? yeah and i think i mean it just shows how toxic they were as a duo
0: um one of the things because like the whole thing with um mank is that mank doesn't want to be on the script right mm-hmm. like that's one of the conflicts in the movie is like mank doesn't want credit for it right mm-hmm. and then in the end he does Um, Whereas in RKO 281, it's that Mank was never given credit and he feels screwed over because of that.
1: And then he then as the time goes on, Orson puts him back in. Yeah. And he's like, then he starts helping out with the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. One of the most that was a powerful scene um, in Mank where it's like orson like is it the second was it was the first or second time he comes to visit Mank at his home uh, not at the like the place um, in mank yeah remember orson like came up and he's like i think it only happens that one time at the end no where um he like breaks a bunch of yeah st- make stuff
0: yeah i think that's just at the end
1: oh that's the only time they I were together should, in that i movie. think
0: i think yeah because the rest are on the
1: phone yeah, yeah yeah so that was a pretty powerful scene when orson just like through all his alcohol and whatever he had in that, in that box. And it's like, Oh boy, here we go. Who do you think portrayed Mank
0: better? And who do you think portrayed, I guess we can't compare Orson Welles cause he's in it for like two minutes, but out of Mank, who do you think portrayed it better? Gary Oldman or John Malkovich? Because I gotta go with Malkovich. I liked Gary Oldman.
1: More. You like Gary Oldman? Yeah. I liked Malkovich because, I don't know, it just seemed, I mean, okay. again, they don't, Malkovich just looks nothing like Mank yeah. no. but I don't know why I just portrayed Malc—I portrayed Mank to be a more Malkovich
0: type well I was reading about it like Mank was really charismatic like that and like a oh. likable guy and I think Gary Oldman did that portrayed that like aspect of him way
1: better okay yeah that's true because Malkovich they portrayed Malk- Malkovich and Mank like as kind of a douche kind of I, don't know. I wouldn't even say that.
0: I would. I would say like more submissive almost. Yeah. Like I feel like John Malkovich's versions of Mink isn't like he's not like really. Yeah. Getting in there that much, you know, he's not like standing up for himself. Well, I mean, he's standing up for himself, but he's not like. A, I just don't seem as like that charismatic guy in RKO Two Eighty One like
1: yeah. I do in Mink. No, I think um, I don't know why. I just like at this assumed Malkovich. I assume make would just like not give his... I give a shit about anything. That's fair. And Malkovich's character didn't really do that. Because I'm trying to think, uh
0: besides Marion Davies, who else was uh like were between the two movies? Uh Hearst, right? Hearst, yeah. Um I don't really remember Hearst from Mank. Oh wait, no, I do. Never mind, I do remember he didn't really say a lot. I didn't think he was that like he's not in there that much. But in RKO Two to One, he
1: plays a huge part. Yeah. James Cromwell uh i feel like uh excuse me um i feel like Cromwell did a great job portraying hearst yeah um i would imagine that's how he would act if so i it would i would imagine uh, i mean hearst is a pretty powerful dude when it comes to the press and uh, he controlled basically everything yeah at that point um yeah, but at the end of RKO two eighty one we like we see the empty empty Hirsch Castle. Yep. He liquidated all his assets because, to, to pay off the government. Yeah. Which I'm assuming I'm guessing that has to be true. I don't know if that he did that. Possibly. I, I well. don't I don't know if it would be two billion dollars of today's money yeah. type of deal, but yeah. he de- if he, he definitely owed a lot. Yeah. Another thing that happened
0: was uh in RKO two eighty one was when the studio heads all wanted to get together, right, and buy Citizen Kane to burn it.
1: Yeah, because they were getting blackmailed by. Yeah, Hearst. because
0: Hearst was blackmailing them. Do you think like we really should have like looked into this? Do you think that's true? I mean, do you think about, about the that about like the the erotic pictures and stuff. Yeah, you think Hearst would like was doing that type of stuff like blackmailing
1: um, um, them into that? I mean, I've heard some rumor. I, I, I've heard some rumors like back then about that, like. Like some of that stuff, like about Disney and stuff, yeah, and like all that, um, all that type of erotic, erotic stuff. Um, but I don't know if it's ever been confirmed per se. Um, but I could tell, like you could see, like their faces were like, "Oh crap, they've got us bad here." Yeah, but like that's just like the portrayal in the movie. You know, that's just like I'm. Do I think movie. it's true? I mean, it could be, but yeah, I true. don't. I don't know if I believe it. That might just be another, like, they might have had blackmail for a different reason. I mean, yeah. I would, I mean, there was a lot of, especially in RKO 81 there was some anti Semitic stuff in there, man. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Like, I know, uh, was it Hearst that made a couple comments that were like about Jews? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, because it a bunch of the studio heads were Jewish. Yeah. Um, I think that with,
0: like, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like, RKO 281 was definitely like more over dramatic, mm-hmm. sort of over the top. Like, it, it's it's that made a TV feel that you would expect from it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of liked it for that. And I didn't think it was a bad movie. What did you end up giving RKO 281? I think I gave it three and a half. Right. Mm. Yeah, I gave it a three. Um, same with Mank. Like, Mank and RKO 281 for me. Uh, kind of just like filled the same like gap for me that I wanted. Hmm. Um, it was really cool to see them like as companion pieces though, you know, like seeing Orson Welles perspective and then seeing Meg's perspective, even if neither are completely true. Yeah. Um, but that begs the question, how much do you think is okay to change in like movies depicting like true people, like, real people how much do you think is okay to change i mean or do you think you can just change
1: anything you should you should be not be able to like change like major things like if it's not i feel like if it's not very important to the plot line or if it doesn't make sense like changing it yeah then don't change it but if it like if something's like okay we probably can't put this in our movie yeah let's not put that in our movie then
0: I think that it depends on the like scenario. Like yeah. I think that like if you're going to advertise it as like this biopic like it's going to be so realistic and everything, you shouldn't change too much. Like, yeah. obviously you obviously got to change stuff so it's more entertaining like
1: in, in a movie. Um that's what but, King Richard did really well. That that thing uh, apparently most like most if not all is true, especially the one scene in King Richard where he gets beat, beat he gets beat the crap out of him by gang um, well, that was the thing, like Serena and Venus Williams were like,
0: they were the consultants on it. They were producers. Yeah. So, so they probably have that like firsthand
1: mm-hmm. experience Whereas like something like this, where it's like, you know, Orson Welles was dead for six years and Mank had been dead for what? Like 30 something. Yeah. Movie Mank out. and Orson Welles have been dead by this point. So it's like, they just have to go on what already
0: exists in about them. Yeah. Like, they can't, like, just go and ask, like, hey, how accurate is this, you know?
1: Yeah, and, you know, um, RKO was made in the early 90s, and Mank was made just two years ago. So, the difference in research, like, you know, I mean, one Google search, and you could probably find everything you need to find. Well, I
0: think Mank was written before, like, Google Oh, search. was it? Because it was written by David Fincher's oh, dad before yeah. he passed. I think David Fincher's dad passed in, like, the early 2000s. Okay, yeah. So, I think that he wrote that like with the information that mm-hmm. he knew at the time because it's based on the rumor, you know? Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely interesting to see like how much you could judge. Cause obviously you don't want to like paint people like awfully, even if they like suck. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can really do that. Cause like, I mean, these people still have estates and stuff. that could see oh,
1: yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, you should be able to change a little bit, but... Like, nothing, like, too crazy? Like, that, that overly changes fact from fiction. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, so what did you... I mean, what would you
1: give all the three movies this week? i give Citizen Kane probably four, four and a half. I'd give Mank three, and I'd give RKO three and a half.
0: Because I personally would give Citizen Kane three and a half. I think the other two, three, that's
1: fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think all three had their faults, but all three had their their highs. They
0: had, yeah, they had. They all had, I think, something at least decent about them. No, they, yeah, they all, and I mean, I think they all had something good about them too. Like, I don't even think "decent" is the word. I think they were pretty good.
1: Yeah,
0: um, they definitely were entertaining, and I mean, it was really cool to see all three of these movies together. I definitely recommend watching all three of these together because I think it gives you like a new perspective on these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's all for today's episode. Uh, next week we're doing
1: the Godfather. Yep. We're going to be watching Godfather one in theaters tomorrow. Yep. This is for their 50th anniversary. Then we're going to watch Godfather two and Godfather three. So it'll be a very interesting Episode because I know Robert. I've seen one and two. I've never seen three. Never seen any. Of them. He's never seen any of them. I really like mob movies. I like such as Goodfellas or The Irishman or um, Casino. I really like. Oh, and I also watch The Sopranos. So I'm really into like mob stuff. But um, I don't know about you, Robert. I mean, um, I mean, I'm I just watch anything. You know, you know? I, don't, I
0: don't watch a lot of. I don't really think I've ever seen like an actual mob movie. Yeah. I can't think of one that I've seen.
1: Yeah, like, um, you ever seen, like, Donnie Brasco? No clue what that is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mob. Movie. Uh, or, like, uh, what is it? Tales, in, Tales of New York? Uh mm-hmm.
0: The only, like, experience I have with, like, uh, mob stuff is from Call of Duty Black Ops 3. And it's in Shadows of Evil, because the one dude's a mobster. <laughs> oh, no, I watched the Bonnie and Clyde TV miniseries when I was, like, 12, I think.
1: Yeah, there's Highwaymen. That. That's a, that's a movie. Um yeah, so I think that wraps it up. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. Yep. Thanks for listening.